It's the show that makes us talk. So you know when you go to the beach and you you see a witch playing in the sand, you know what it makes me think of? <laughs> what does it make you think of? A sandwich. <laughs> what about our life? With Chris and Will. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You know, about a good vast majority of our life is all around Disney. You ever noticed that? I have noticed that, yes. I mean, there's so many different legacies that we have with Walt Disney uh, company, not with Walt Disney himself, but spiritually, I guess, with Walt Disney himself yep. in a lot of different senses. So it's another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Hello. Welcome, hi. everybody. Yes. Today, it's all Walt Disney. So hi, Disney fans. It's good to see you again because we talk a lot about Disney. Yes. Um, so when you think of Disney legacy, what comes to mind? Mickey Mouse, but in so many different ways. I mean, yes, you have the standard Mickey Mouse with the red shorts, but I think along more so well, for me, uh, Steamboat Willie, the first black and white cartoon. Um, and then also think of Sorcerer Mickey from uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. From Fantasia. Yes, that's yep. right. Yes. Walt Disney actually is, as of I think today, is the only producer that has had more Academy Awards than anyone else. Well, you know how he first got his first seven, right? Ha -ha. Yes, with uh, <laughs> Shirley Temple yes. was there. She actually presented it. You can see that on, on YouTube. So his legacy lives on, but he actually, you know, he's he had a rough start. People yeah. didn't believe in him. Mm -hmm. People uh, really didn't want to give him a chance. And um, it wasn't until his later years that people really said, okay, yeah, he's he has a lot going. Very true. Very, mm -hmm. very, very true. There's a lot of documentaries on on everywhere that's you can see it. Uh, there's a documentary that PBS did. It was a two part one. It was correct? a two part one. Then there's a before Mickey that I think is on Netflix. Yes, I'm quite sure. And then there's some other ones, but you can always go through the, the research with it. But um, what a legacy, I'd have to say. I agree. So for me. Everybody kept saying, oh, well, you're going to retire with Disney. You're going to retire with Disney. And I, I always sat there and said, no, I'm not. And I'm I'm, I'm actually not. But uh, Disney was a home front. It was comforting. I love the theming. That was mm -hmm. a big thing because I'm very big on storytelling, yes. if you haven't noticed. <laughs> um, and they did that. They, they, they told a great story in anything that they did. So I always felt that connection with them and that love. And, of course, we've said this before when I moved out and um, – went to Florida and got my first job with it. I've actually worked for Disneyland in California, as well as Disney World, Disney Channel, mm -hmm. ABC, and uh, Disney Productions and all that. So we've done a lot of work with every aspect of the Walt Disney Company. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if it's still there. One of the greatest things about Disneyland that I liked is, again, I don't know if it's still there because of the Star Wars land, but there was a... Um, uh, before the train that went around Disneyland that's still there, yeah. they went on a different track before It's a Small World was actually built. Hmm. And they had they passed this little house. And years ago, which I know this is not there anymore, uh, but they used to have a petting zoo inside Disneyland. And there was this house 
where they kept the goats at night. And Walt Disney did not like the goats to be by themselves. So they paid a caregiver to live in the house, live at Disneyland, and watch over and take care of the goats all day and all night. So that way the, go- the goats wouldn't be by themselves. Oh, wow. That's, and yeah, that amazing. house, when I was there, that house was actually still there. Now, again, they tore all that down for Star Wars. I'm not sure if that house was there, but that was yeah. a, a big piece of um, remembrance hmm. from it. For me, Disneyland was creativity. It was every little thing had particular uh, magic to it. Uh, I remember collecting uh, Disney posters. Uh, One of them was, again, a Mickey Mouse poster, but it was him dressed up as sort of like a magician, but he had a top hat and it had a, I think it was like a, it had a red curtain and it was against a blue background and he had a magic wand. And then there was another one where him and Minnie and Goofy and I think Donald and Pluto, they were playing video games, had that. And then I had the Aladdin poster, but that was more of more modern Disney at that time. But really Disney for me, it's, I agree with you. It's that comfort. It's the magic. It's the particular to telling a story. Yes. Now you didn't actually have to go through the grand hallway at, uh, the casting center, as they call it at Disney World. The casting center is actually um, human resources, if you want to put it that. That's where they do all the hiring mm-hmm. for uh, Disney World. And when I went in there, you go down this long, strenuous hallway. And it's actually <laughs> kind of themed off of Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Because you start off small. And as you walk down the hallway, the walls get bigger and bigger and taller and taller and taller. So as you get to the front desk, you're now tall. I didn't look at it that way. Wow. What a, yes. That's it. So it's an interesting hallway. You can actually see it. If you go on YouTube and type in the casting center there, people have showcased that, but yeah, it does. When you start at the very bottom, um, you feel small, but as you walk down the hall, the walls are, it's like the walls are stretching and you get, Bigger and taller until you get up to the desk. I always remember that, Hmm. that grand little hallway. And then the hiring process was all day, used to be all day. Gosh. Um, It was like a six, eight hour process that Mm -hmm. you had to go into. And um, this was back before cell phones were majority. Back in 1998 was when I applied for it. And then when you had to go through the orientations and you go through all the classes, which takes a long time. And because if your ride came to stop by, are they done yet? No, no. <laughs> okay. That was funny. Cause mm-hmm. my, uh, when my sister, I told everybody the story of this, but when she came in, she walked up to casting and she told me, she goes, well, I dropped him off over two hours ago and I've not heard from him and I can't find him. Where is he at? And when she told her, well, if he got the job, then that means he's got another four hours. So he probably got the job. So you might want to just go. Uh, at the time, it was across the street from downtown Disney, which is now called Disney Springs. Yes. So she just went and played over there. But the best moments working for Disney was always the people. Of course. Of you course. You met a, an strenuous amount of great people. From a lot of different backgrounds. A lot of backgrounds. They became a family to you. Yeah. You always looked out for one another. Mm-hmm. And you kind of had to because when you worked the long hours, you know, you it, needed to have <laughs> that bond with some people. Otherwise, you'd be, you'd be <laughs> killing one another. But, um, yeah, you know, especially for parades and entertainment and stuff like that. And then Disney used to give us gifts every year. Yeah. Every, some, every time something 
would open our celebration or anniversary. We'd get all these collectible stuff that we actually still have mm -hmm. from collectible pens to um, tokens to uh, medallions and to uh, 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 Disney illustrated Christmas cards. Yes, we would get Disney would give a lot of stuff. Now, I don't know if they still do all that uh, again because we don't work in that area of Disney anymore. But, um, you know, it was always fun. Plus, they had parties, plus, they had tours, and mm -hmm. you got to take all the, the different things. One of the tours I, I always wanted to do was the Haunted Mansion tour. Never did it though. I had every opportunity to do it, but I didn't want to lose the magic of how they did it. So I kind of would take myself away from it. That was like me in pretty much Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to work there. Um I just enjoyed how I how I saw it as a kid. So I treasure that memory. So a lot. let's look at Disneyland compared to Disney World. Okay, so Disneyland has Mr. Toads that yes. Disney World does not have. Um Haunted Mansion holiday that they do yeah. for October and December, which is based off of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I actually love it when they transform it. That's worth going to the holidays. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean is actually longer at yes, Disneyland it is. Yes, it is. Um, than it is at Disney World. And mm -hmm. in fact, the Boat Circle, a restaurant that we've never gone to that we've wanted to go to, and it's called... Um, Bayou, Blue Bayou, Blue that's Bayou, what it's yeah. called. It's a really nice uh, restaurant, but um, Pirates is different over there. Um, the Fantasmics are different. The Fantasmic is definitely different. They well, do they, they share similar stuff, but some uh, most of it is different. Well, they do Fantasmic on Tom Sawyer's Island, which at Disney World, they actually do in its own theater at uh, the studio. Uh, amphitheater, yeah. Yep. Then they have a Pinocchio ride. Yeah. I like uh, Snow White. And they actually have on the Snow White, White ride, they have the queen that looks over the audience, opens the window every now and again. Yeah. And they also have an Alice in Wonderland ride. They do. I love the Alice in Wonderland At ride. Disneyland. At Disneyland. Then you have the uh, Casey Jr. train. I love that. Yeah. Roger Rabbit in Toontown. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I love. I Roger remember Rabbit. when it opened um, because at that time um, there was nothing back there, from what I was told, and they built that whole thing back there for that. And um, they had what was it, Chippendales? Uh, they have Chippendales Treehouse. Yeah, 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 I like that. Yeah. Then they have their Space Mountain is actually. Um, you sit side by you sit side, side by side instead of uh, one, one in front of the other. Yeah, like at Disney World. and it has well at the time that one, uh, the Disneyland one only had music and not the Disney World one, but now I think they both have music. They both have music now. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Then they have um, Mr. Lincoln. The great moment, moments with Mr. Mr. Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, mm -hmm. what an incredible thing! We go in there a lot. We do because it's on Main Street, actually. Yeah. It's um, um, unlike where in Liberty Square at uh, Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World, um, that's uh, the Hall of Presidents. Yes. Well, at Disneyland, they have New Orleans Square and Disney World has Liberty Square. Correct. Uh, which I actually like New Orleans Square a lot better, but that's I just agree. me. I agree. Uh, I it's agree. It's themed very, very well. Yes. Now, now, now Disneyland also has a Tiki House, which is a big one. Yeah. The Enchanted um, Tiki Room. But it's it's... Whereas Disney World's on the side in the pathways, whereas the Tiki House in Disneyland is kind of in the 
middle mm-hmm. of Disneyland. Yep. Then they have the Indiana Jones ride. Yes. Which is fascinating. Oh, I remember going to that. And it, I was a freshman in high school. And uh, it was great. I loved it. And then in Sleeping Beauty's castle, they actually have a tour inside the castle. Yeah. Tour. You can go see the story of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, it's a walkthrough thing. It is. It's a walkthrough thing. Um, and they have some of the, the greatest parades and firework shows and all kinds of different things. Whereas Disneyland is two parks compared to Disney World's four at the Correct. moment. And Disneyland has, what, three resorts compared to what Disney World has uh, well over a dozen, probably 20-something at probably this 20 point. Probably 20-something, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really, really – it's. It's interesting. So I love Disneyland. I grew up with Disney World, mm-hmm. but each Disney facility has its own niche. Like, for example, I love Disney World, um, but, you know, I have a thing for Epcot and Animal Kingdom. And yes. Disneyland does not have that. Whereas at Disneyland, I love Magic Kingdom and D- Disneyland more than I like right. Magic Kingdom at Disney World. It's the original. It is the original. And there's a lot of story concepts to it. Yes. And believe it or not, there really is an apartment in Disneyland that Walt Disney um, stayed in several times. And it is above the fire station on Main yes. Street. Yes. And it is a real apartment and it's still there, by the way. And the story behind that is Disney would used to go spend the night at that apartment and just enjoy Disneyland uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. In yeah. fact, there was one story that uh, I heard where they said that um, Disney was staying at the the apartment and the um, the cleaners were power spraying the the concrete on Main Street and it, it woke him up or he was up and he sat outside on the little balcony thing watching them and they felt bad because they thought they woke him up. And so he invited them up for a hot choke cocoa or chocolate wow. or something or coffee or wow. whatever it was. Very interesting. That just goes yeah. to show what kind of man he was. So mm-hmm. So, yeah, so a lot of things, a lot of history with Disneyland, but nothing more than when you talk about the Haunted Mansion. Favorite attraction at Disneyland or Disney World, both for me, is Haunted Mansion. Wow. Yep. All completely Haunted Mansion. I Never gets old. Never <laughs> gets old. When hinges creak in doorless chambers... And strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Our tour begins here in this gallery, here where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. <laughs> totally can never get away from Haunted Mansion. Ah! I love that. That was actually the original recording that 
Paul Freese yes. did when he was recording the soundtrack for the Haunted Mansion attraction, the actual attraction. Yes. Um, so it was quite interesting. That was a little special treat that we gave you. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, direct talking about the Magic Kingdom. Yes, Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. Yay! It's a special event that they do at Disney World as well as they do at Disneyland. I don't think it's titled the same way at Disneyland. It's a little bit different. It I is. Don't know what it is. But they do have a fireworks show mm-hmm. uh, that's in the round. Now, Disney has fireworks that they do that, that you can see kind of behind the castle, but on special nights, like for the Halloween party, they do it in the round, so no matter which way you turn, there's fireworks all over the place. Yeah. The sky. It's actually quite interesting. And it's the only place that, dis- that uh, adults can dress up. Mm-hmm. with kids of course you can't wear masks or any of that fun stuff but um yeah so a lot of people get very in detail to it i i'm so surprised you look at there's there's there were costumes of people that dressed up as some of the characters from the haunted mansion yeah and they are so authentic it's like a whole cosplay event that's what i was but thinking it's yeah di- it's disney mm-hmm. so people go to this event and you get to trick-or-treat so Adults and the kids get to trick or treat around the park at different venues. They hand out candy at Disney, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's a private event, so it's held after the park hours. So you have to have an event ticket to get in, and you get to ride some of the rides. They have specialty shows, plus they have the Boo to You parade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually only did the Halloween parade once. Oh, okay. Once I've worked the event like three times when yeah. I worked the event, but I only did the parade once because. Most of the time that Halloween came around, we were in the in the middle of rehearsing for Christmas. That's right, yeah. Because Christmas, back in the day, Christmas kind of started around Thanksgiving, where now Christmas events kind of start right after Halloween. But we did rehearsals so early in the time, and we always ran into uh, Halloween when we did it. That's right. So, yeah. What, what did you ever dress up as? What was the funniest thing you ever dressed up as? Okay, so... I recall dressing up as Tuxedo Mask from the anime Sailor Moon. And when I went trick-or-treating, this was, yeah, I think I was either a freshman or a sophomore in high school. Uh, People mistook me as from, um, what's the name of that musical? Oh, gosh, I can't think of it at the moment. But um, a Phantom of the Opera. Opera. Yeah. And by like the fifth one, I was like, my gosh, I'm Tuxedo Mask. Yeah. And so, but anyways, and then I dressed up as Spider-Man when I was a kid. And then so, we went to a party and and I dressed up as as Peter, Peter Pan, Pan and you dressed up as Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, baby. He had, yeah. He had the teeth and everything. It was actually quite interesting. <laughs> um, we don't go to many Halloween parties, not by choice. It's because we're never around when they happen. And if I want to do a costume, I don't want no... Uh, it has to be a really, really authentic, you know? It does. It does. Well, I dressed up as a dinosaur back in the day when Jurassic Park was first coming out. It was. Please. And I still have the mask, and I scare Willie with it every time we turn around. And the little thing that you put on the your gloves, hand. The gloves. I yeah, still it looked have like those. a raptor uh, yes, hand. I still have those. And then I think. Um, what was that prank you pulled on me? It was late in the night. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was My fun. gosh. I hadn't jumped so high off the off the uh, chair. Good thing you went and peed first because you would have peed on yourself. Uh-huh. It, was, it was funny. It yeah. was funny. Of course, that was before you had cameras because I would have totally recorded it and put it on YouTube. But 
Uh, lucky you. Yeah. But I don't remember what other costumes I, I dressed up as. Um, back for in one year I was kid. a mummy and it, um, I don't know. There, you know how you have those streamers from the party yes, store? Yes. I was wrapped up in those. Remember when uh, Halloween costumes came out and you had those pathetic little plastic masks? Oh, god! <laughs> no, 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 no. You no, couldn't no. breathe in them. Yeah. You could barely see in them. And it was so funny because it had the plastic mask and the little string that pulled every strand of hair yep. in the back of your head when it went to the back. Yeah, can back. I take it off? Yeah, can, I totally remember can that I, one. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's good with Halloween. So also at um, Not So Scary, they do the Sanderson Sisters show. Yes, they do. At the, co- the castle. I've seen it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they also do, this year, the fireworks show is themed off of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's hosted by... Jack yep. Skellington. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, before the parade, the most spontaneous thing is the walk of the headless horseman. Yeah. From Sleepy Hollow. Back in the day, uh, I keep saying back in the day as if we're that old, but he used to run down Main Street. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they stopped that because guests kept getting in the way and spooking the actual horse. So now he kind of walks and Trots. it's, it's yes. really a fascinating. Um, performance. It really mm-hmm. is. Go look it up on YouTube. It's if you go to the Boo to You parade for Halloween at Disney 2019, you'll see it. It's yes. actually uh, very phenomenal. The characters are all themed up in different Halloween costumes. Yes, Chippendale yes, yes. used to be what ghosts mm-hmm. at one point, and now they do. Uh, they now they're like scarecrows or country boys. Yeah, or I something. think something like that. Um, and then Minnie, uh, she used to have a witch outfit. I think. She did. I don't know what she it is for this year. I don't know what it is this year. I have to go and uh, find out. But it's an amazing event. It yeah. really is. They actually do um, several different private events. But Halloween, they do one. And then they do one for Christmas. And we're going to talk about Christmas episodes later. But, mm-hmm. um, of course, this is our Halloween one. So, you know, I hope, ev- I, you know, as an adult, I hope everyone gets to go dress up. It's fun. You know, we did it as a kid, enjoyed it. Yes. So go do it as an adult. Whether it's you handing out candy and dressing up or or going to a party, just find a way to dress up. It's so much fun. Enjoy it. Yes, absolutely enjoy it. But, you know, as our Halloween episode, we have a really special guest with us today. Oh. Who is it, Willie? <laughs> it's Rolly Crump, a Disney Legend. Yes, he is actually probably the only one or the very few living persons alive that actually worked side by side with Walt Disney himself. Yes. He helped create Disneyland, Mm -hmm. uh, Walt Disney World. He is best known for creating It's a Small World. Yes, at Disneyland. Haunted Mansion, which we've been talking a lot about. Yes. The uh, the Tiki Bird House. The, the Enchanted, Enchanted Tiki, Tiki Room. Room. Yes. yes. Um, you know, he worked with Walt Disney for the New York's World Fair. Mm-hmm, in 1964. In 1964. He also was an assistant animator for movies like Peter Pan. Uh-huh, Sleeping Beauty, Lady Sleeping and the Beauty, Tramp. Uh, yeah, 101 Dalmatians. And... Um, 
So we are very excited. This is actually a really great exclusive interview that we got. And, you know, funny thing about it, we actually didn't really realize that we lived near him (laughs) for the longest time when we lived in San Diego or um, Uh, Northern, Yeah, northern San Diego. Yes, Mm -hmm. we didn't realize that. We just knew a guy that worked for Disney lived near us, and lo and behold, it was him. So we learned that. So actually quite um, exciting. Yes, it is. Uh, absolutely. So we're getting ready to to call him. His dear wife is going to help us go through this interview, Maria. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you hear her voice every now and again, don't freak out. It's not the Haunted Mansion. That is his wife. <laughs> um, you know, he is up there in, in age. God bless his soul. And so we're very honored to have this wonderful interview with him. And uh, so Rolly is coming up. Today, we are really excited to welcome a Disney legend who worked alongside Walt Disney for the opening of Disneyland, Rolly Crump. (laughs) It's so good to hear your voice. Yes. And it's such an honor. We are very excited to have you on the show. We've lived with your legacy for Gosh, I would say since we were born, and you know, here we are, forty years later, still living your legacy. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we definitely do. So I guess you know, tell me how you got started with the Walt Disney Company. Well, it's a long story. <laughs> we love stories, so no worries. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you a little story about how I got started. <clears throat> My father took me to see the Three Little Pigs, 1933, uh-huh. and I'd never seen a cartoon before. And luckily, uh, he knew the projectionist at the theater, so we got in for free. <clears throat> and so I got to see the Three Little Pigs when I was three years old, and I remember every minute of it. And when when we left there, I told my dad, I've got to work for that company. It's as simple as that. <laughs> and that's what started it all. Wow. So back then, what was it like to apply for a company like that? I mean, compared to today where it's um, a big ordeal, but I'm sure it wasn't as 
huge as it as it is today back then. Well, I uh, through my mom, I met a lady that gave me the phone number to call the studio, and I uh, called the studio and they answered the phone <laughs> and they actually had a, um, a meeting with me. And I went in and sat down with him with my little portfolio, which was uh, my portfolio from my school. And uh-huh. they said they'd get back to me uh, in about a week or two and let me know if they, if they were interested. <clears throat> and uh, sure enough, they called about a week and a half later, and I was invited in, and they said, yes, we'd, uh, we'd like to hire you. <clears throat> and I said, oh, God, that's great. And then they told me how much it was going to start me. They were going to start me at $30 a week. And uh-huh. that was a bit of a shock because I was making $70 a week as a dipper in a ceramic factory. Oh, and wow. No way I could run another company for $30 a week. I was raising a family. I was buying my first house. So I went home that night and I called my mom and I said, <clears throat> you know, Mom, I said, I really, I don't think this is going to work out. And she says, it'll work out all right, Roy. She says, just take the job. So I, I took the job. But the good news is I had a very close personal friend of mine that built sewer manholes. <clears throat> and he said, you know, Rory, if you want to work with me on the weekends, I'd be glad to hire you on the weekends to help build my sewer manholes. <clears throat> so that made it possible for me to get a job with this thing. It was to work on the weekends building sewer manholes. And I'm very proud of that. <laughs> wow. Yes. Very nice. So what was it like the first day you met Walt? Well, that was a shock. You know, they took me up and... Uh, this is kind of interesting because what happened was I had been in animation for six or seven years before I met Walt. It wasn't until they decided to move me to WED, and then that's when I was introduced to Walt. So uh-huh. Walt came in. He said, uh, "It's nice." He said, "Roland, it's nice to have you on board." And I said, "Thank you, sir." And I said, "Mr. Disney, it's a pleasure to work for you." And he says, "No, Roland." He says, "It's Walt, and don't you forget it." You always like to call everybody by their first name. So I never called him. I always called him Walt after that. Wow. He called me numerous names, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what was he like in person? I mean, over the years, you guys had a close-knit relationship. So what was he like in person? Well, he was a delight. He was a very professional man, and he was a very he was just a real sweetheart of a guy. I just loved him, and I always have. There was nothing about him that made him look like he had an ego or he was tough to get along with. He was just a regular guy. <clears throat> and I kind of referred to the fact that he was a farm boy. And farm uh-huh. boys always had uh, good personalities. And, and, you know, so I loved him. You know, he was great. And he was never looking down on you when you worked with him. He always worked at the same level as you were. So that made it much easier. He was never trying to be a boss. He's always just trying to be a regular guy, and I appreciated that. Wow, that's good. That is good. A mighty change from Disney today, but that is absolutely uh, a wonderful trait to have. So what would you say your most memorable moment with Walt would be? Uh, I've had two or three memorable moments with him. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, he gave me projects to do, and I didn't realize it at the time. I thought it was Dick Irvine that was giving me the assignments of designs to do. And I didn't realize it until later, until Walt, until John uh, Hitchell, he says, no, those assignments are coming from Walt. Walt's the one that's asking you. And so I said, oh, okay. So probably one of the one of the best, uh, I had a, a lot of special moments with him. But one of the special moments was 
the propellers in my office, and they were running off the air conditioning. And Walt saw me, he loved him. <clears throat> so he came to me and said, Roland, I want you to design a tower of the four winds for the World's Fair, for it's a small world as a marquee. I said, oh, wow. Okay, thank you. And I was on TV with him when he asked me that, too, by the way. <clears throat> That's a good little show that we were doing together. Uh-huh. So I working on the Tower of the Four Winds for the World's Fair, and we built it. And I was very disturbed with it because <clears throat> it lost the delicacy that I had with my little propellers. It had gotten to be very cumbersome looking. And so Walter and I went down to look at it once it was built. <clears throat> and Walt looked at it, and he said to me, he said, well, he says, what do you think? I said, I think it's a piece of crap. He says, no, no, no. <laughs> I think four, oh, it's a three hundred, dollars uh, two, $200,000. I said, okay, if it costs that much, then it's not a piece of crap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I were, we were very relaxed with each other, which was good. And I can be honest with him. I, I learned that by, <clears throat> see, when I started working with him, <clears throat> I worked with him for three years, and I didn't say a word. I think the meetings he's had, and I just listened, and I watched, you know, how he answered questions, how he dealt with people, <clears throat> and what he was like. And I, I got to the point to where I was very comfortable with him, even though I, I wasn't talking with him that much or whatever. But <clears throat> we reached a beautiful, a personal level. Wow. wow, that that definitely is great in a working relationship that you felt comfortable enough to share your uh, projects and ideas with him. Now, one question that I do have is why was wind chosen as a theme for the Tower of the Four Winds? What's the backstory behind that? I don't know. Walt came up with Walt it. Came up with it. Walt came up with the name, and that was that. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, so as simple as that. That's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I read somewhere or watched somewhere where you were part of the or concepting. It's a small world. And um, there was a particular interview that you had stated that you brought in the dolls for It's a Small World. What gave you the inspiration to add dolls to It's a Small World? Well, it was part of the design. Um, Mary Blair had been assigned to do a lot of design for what Small World would look like. And uh-huh. she had this beautiful childlike uh, uh, style. The little houses that she designed were real cute and everything. And she chose the cutest little characters. Well, they decided those little characters that she was uh, drawing up and designed were going to become the toys. So I've, I was assigned to build these little goddamn things. So anyway, <laughs> I toys, and we built them out of styrofoam and paper mache, and it was just a ball. And we were like little kids, really little toys. And that's how the toys got designed and built. It was just a great time. You know, it's an interesting perspective that you say that because I think the purpose behind It's a Small World was to promote peace and unity from kids from around the world. So having that youth and that fun building that, it really is incorporated into that attraction. Yeah, it well, definitely was. I'd like to was. tell you a little bit about how Walt happened to get Mary Blair to design the ride. Uh, first of all, Dick Irvine, who ran the web, gave the assignment to Mark Davis and asked Mark to do some sketches uh, to show Walt of what the interior of Small World would look like. And, and we'd had a couple of meetings with Walt, little design meetings. <clears throat> so uh, about a week later, 
uh, he came in with these sketches and drawings, and Walt took one look at him and said, what's Mary Blair doing? <laughs> so immediately, <laughs> oh, well, well, he wanted me to call and find out. He said, did Dick Irvine? And Dick said, I'll call her. So he called her and said, would you like to work with us? And she said, God, I'd love to. She was semi-retired, living in New York with her family, but she was thrilled that she was being invited to design something, you know, for Walt, because she and Walt got along beautifully. They loved each other. Because <clears throat> Walt understood her style. Wow. That's very that's very good. So would you say that um, the building of Disneyland was actually Walt's biggest pride compared to his animation from Snow White? Well, it's a different story. I don't know. It's, it's, it's oranges and apples. Yeah. Basically, it's what it is. Uh, Walt got into designing little rides for Disneyland, so he was thrilled with the fact that he could take you to a little ride in a car and have some beautiful little sets and animation going. And we did Peter Pan, we did Snow White, we did all those. So Walt was really intrigued by by designing rides, and he really thought it was kind of very special for people to kind of see inside what it's like to live with those little characters. Wow, very nice. Well, it sounds like it definitely does. So how did uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room come about? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) big story. No, what happened was they wanted to build a little uh, restaurant in in town. So they asked me to design this restaurant. And then, well, we had a meeting with Walt and said, you know, we should probably put the restaurant in the Tahitian Terrace. And he said, why don't we do a little restaurant that's sort of a tiki restaurant? So we all said, there are three of us in there, so anything yeah. So Walt said, Rolly, why don't you come up with some little sketches of what the interior of the tiki room would look like? And he also had John Hench design the interior of the tiki room. Well, John came back with this picture of the tiki room that he did, and uh, it had a bunch of birds in the bird cages, and it was a it was a restaurant. <clears throat> and Walt said to Johnny, he says, you got birds in there? Gene says, yeah. And when Walt said to Johnny, he says, you can't have birds in there. He says, and John says, why not? He said, because they'll poop in the food. They'll <laughs> poop in the food. And, and then John panicked and said, no, no, no. <clears throat> he says, they're not real birds. He says, they're just stuffed birds. And Walt said, John... Disney does not stuff birds. And he says, okay, then well, then what? <clears throat> he said, well, maybe we'll do them little, little toys or little, you know, little pieces of animation. And this all happened in the first half hour that we had designing uh, the, that ride, of that, that show, rather. So anyway, um, we and I guess we designed the whole damn thing in about 20 minutes as far as what it was going to be, not what it looked like. So then what happened is Walt was always the best casting director. He'd pick out people in the company to help put this package together because he was thinking about everything at the same time. He was thinking about the music. He was thinking about the backgrounds. He was thinking about special effects and everything. And one thing he did with me was, he said, Rolly, I want you to come up with the ideas of Tiki's that will talk to you when you're waiting to have your lunch. So Tiki's can talk to the, the guests when they're there. It's just to entertain well, I always wanted the guests to be entertained. So I ended up having to design these little crazy tiki's for the tiki room, and I had a ball with that. I got a book out of the library 
uh, was written by missionaries, and it was all the stories that the missionaries had heard uh, about the tikis and their gods. So I designed all these little tiki gods for it and bought off on it, and away we went. Wow. And again, it's one of those great classic attractions at Disneyland and uh, Disney World, of course. So what would you say your funniest moment with Walt, with Walt Disney would be? Funniest moment? A lot of funny moments. Um, which one is my best, son? The one with Lane Gibson. Oh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> no, what happened was Walt had a great sense of humor, and he always treated me like I had a free soul, and I was kind of do whatever I wanted to do, and he never kind of questioned that. But what happened was <clears throat> we had, Blaine Gibson had sculpted the uh, – the, uh, the woman that was in the uh, pirates. The, yeah, the, no, not the pirates. The um, I'll be with the man, the cave woman. And then this was first uh, the ride that we were doing. And at first, uh, so anyway, we were, I was going to design this cave woman. So I did a sketch of the cave woman, and then Blaine said, "Okay, fine. Now I'm going to sculpt her." So he sculpted it. So here we had a full-size sculpture of a cave woman, and uh, he actually then had it cast. And it was all finished, and, and then, then he painted it. <clears throat> and so he said, you know, Roland, he says, I want to make sure that the skin on this cave woman is the same value as the skin that we have. So he says, Roland, would you mind taking your shirt off and standing by her? <clears throat> and I said, okay. <laughs> Took my shirt off, and I stood by her, and then I grabbed, grabbed around, my arms around her, and then little by little I sort of ran my hands all over her body. And, 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 and the little kind of Polaroid sketches, I mean, photos that were taken by him. <clears throat> and so I'm doing all this, and Walt was laughing. He was getting a big kick out of it. And when we got finished, I, I, I was really worried about how it went. So I went over to the uh, to get a 7-Up to kind of calm myself down. And a friend of mine was at the machine. He says, what was going on over there? And I said, oh, Walt saw all those sketches I did of, of, of that, you know, how I handled that cave woman. And he said, well, what did he say? And I said, well, he laughed. And I turned around, and Walt was right behind me. And he looked at me and said, that's right, Roly, he laughed. That's one of my best stories with Walt. Oh, wow. Now, would you say that Walt had a downside to him at all, or was he always happy and cheerful at every time? No, no, he, yeah, he did different moods. But uh, they were no normal moves that you'd have. So, right. I mean, he got a little upset with some of the guys periodically. But um, on the whole, he was always in a positive mode because he was designing something. Now he's been part of a design project we were doing, so he was always up. He was always up. Wow. And what would you think Walt would say about his company today? Oh, I don't know. I I can't answer that because... He hated it, uh, that's for sure. I mean, they completely screwed up everything he ever did from the standpoint of, of designing things that come from your heart. <clears throat> so I think it's kind of sad. That right. whole company just fell apart when he died, so it never never recovered. Wow. Because he was a charming man, and everything we did was charming. In fact, when we built Disneyland, that's the one thing I said that's the most charming place I've ever been in my life. And they built Disneyland, or the Disney World Land, and uh, when it got finished, it was designed by other architects outside of Disney, <clears throat> and it lost all the charm. 
And uh, I felt really sad about that. And that's about the time I quit. Well, one, one of the out of the many times I quit, that was one of the times because wow. I couldn't I couldn't put up with us being dizzy and not being charming. Well, I agree. I agree. Yeah, because from him, he put his heart into all that he did. So I can definitely see where that charming comes from. That's a really important point there. Now, he put his, all put his heart into Oh, everything. God, yes. Yeah. Always from his heart. Always. Now, you spoke a little bit about when they were designing Disney World. And one of the, the curiosities I always had was, was there a reason why they didn't design the line, the lane, lands, I'm sorry, um, the same way they did in Disneyland? Like, Fantasyland looks much different in Disney World than Fantasyland in Disneyland. Well, of course, Walt had passed away <clears throat> without Walt. You know, I would expect it to <clears throat> be Disney because he's always there. He was there every minute of the day when we were designing something. He was always working with us as a co-designer. But why didn't they just duplicate Disneyland at Disney World? I don't know. They didn't know, they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what would you say your favorite project was that you worked on? All of them. Yeah. All I of them. loved every one of them. Every one of them was a challenge, and I loved every one of them. I had special ones. The Tower of the Four Winds was a special one, and I think designing the facade and the clock for Small World at Disneyland was very special to me. So those are all special, plus designing all the toys. So I think anything I designed for Walt, no matter what the project was, was heaven. I just loved it because I, there was just something about it. I just love working with the man. Wow. And hearing what the man had to because he worked with us on this and stuff, which was good. Yes, the personal favorite of mine is the Happy Face Clock from It's a Small World. Growing up, I would just, just because of that smiley face, it always made me so joyful. So I was wondering, like, how did you come up with that? Because it's also um, a cuckoo clock, too. What went into designing that aspect for It's a Small World? Oh, the clock for the small world. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Walt and I were looking at the facade while it was being built, and there was a platform out there, and Walt said, what are you going to put, up on the, put on the platform? And I said, I don't know. I said, maybe we'll have an orchestra play there. And he said, no, we're not going to have an orchestra play there. Said, Why don't we? And I said, okay, great. So I immediately got on the phone to Mary Blair and said, draw me a sketch of a clock, because everything that, that, that represented small world was designed by Mary and her style. So she says, great. So she did this real crazy little sketch of a clock with pen and ink, mailed it back to me, and I took that little sketch, and I built a model on it and uh, to show Walt. And the model didn't animate it. was just a model of it. And Walt took one look, and he says, great, let's go with it. And then he said, animate it. So then I, I did. I got with a friend of mine, that one of the guys I worked with. I said, we've got to make this clock work. And so he did. He built it. And we worked together on it, and we were thrilled about it. And one of the cute stories behind all of this was that Dick Irvine, who was supervising art director for what at the time, always had to pretend like he was the boss, even though Walt was the boss. And he said to me, we got Walt to come over and take a look at the animated clock. He says, uh, but you know, he says, um, I think we're going to give it, I'll take you off of it and give it to Mark Davis. I said, okay. I said, can we show it to Walt first? 
He said, oh, yeah, we can show it to Walford. He said, I don't think it has that European style that we should have for that clock. I said, okay, fine. So I said, can Walt see it first? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. So we showed it to Walt with the Irvine, and we showed it to Walt twice. And Walt looked at it the first time, and then the second time he cracked up and was laughing. I still have a photograph of that meeting, which is very special in my heart. And so then Dick Irvine told me, he said, we're going to put Mark Davis on it. And he says, I don't think it's the right style. And Walt looked him straight in the eye and says, I love it exactly the way it is. And that took care of that. Wow. wow. It is very creative, I will say that. Yes. Um, I That's the one thing about It's a Small World at Disney World that I don't like is that it doesn't, the front entrance doesn't give you that happy feel like the entrance at Disneyland does. Just it on that street. Oh, God. Like, yeah, it was. It's a long story. A lot of it has to do with politics. Oh, and I know. Money. Yeah. And money. And they yeah. thought my stuff might be too expensive to build, so... Anyway. Didn't you have to cut a lot of footage out of your ride? Oh, they took half of it out. Yeah. They took they went right through the middle of it and took 200,000 square feet out of it. Wow. Wow. I did not know that. That's crazy. So I had to work around the, uh, the budget, you know. Right, right. So tell me about Haunted Mansion. What was your involvement with Haunted Mansion? Well, I spent three years on that with Yale Gracie, helping to design the interiors and uh, working on the illusions and stuff. Of course, Yale was the one that was a secret man that knew how to put all these gorgeous illusions together. So working with him was an absolute delight. And um, But I, both he and I felt that um, it needed to be scary. And Walt wanted it scary. And, of course, Dick Irvine didn't want it. He wanted it funny. And I know Walt, and Walt said to Dick one time, he says, people love to be scared, Dick. And so that pretty much took care of that. Anyway, I continued with doing scary stuff, and I did a whole bunch of sketches and a little model on real weird characters, a candle man and, and a lot of the real weird stuff. <clears throat> and we were going to have a meeting with Walt, uh, all of us, that were working on the project. But Dick didn't like what I did, so he sort of put them all on a table behind Walt. So Walt uh-huh. came in and sat down, and it was all my stuff on the table behind him. <clears throat> and so Dick tried to get the, the, the meeting with over as soon as he could. And uh, so finally uh, he, he said to Walt, well, that's it. And Walt says, well, what's the funny stuff that I see behind Rolly? He said, well, that's the stuff Rolly did. He said, well, what is it Rolly did? He said, you ask him, we don't know. <laughs> I just think it should be scary. And I said, I designed all these little crazy characters to be scary. And he says, oh, so he and I went back and forth on about two or three little discussions that we had. Because he kept asking me, how are you going to use it? And I said, Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to use it yet because I haven't gotten that far with it. <clears throat> he says, okay. So then he said, I'm going home now. So he got up and left, and everybody came out to me, all the guys in the and he said, we told you Walt wouldn't like it, that it was too weird, too scary. And I said, I know, but I was having a good time. <laughs> the next morning, I came to work with Walt sitting at my desk at 7 o'clock in the morning. And the first thing he said to me was, you son of a bitch. I said, oh, shit, what did I do now? And he said, no. He said, Roy, he said, I didn't get any sleep last night. He said, I was up all night long trying to figure out what to do with all that crazy stuff you did. 
I said, well, God, I'm sorry. He said, no, no, I figured out what we're going to do. I said, we are? I said, you did? He said, yeah. He's going to do a museum of the weird. And he said, we're going to collect all the weirdest things from all over the world. And, Rory, you can design them any way you want. And you'll be in charge of the museum. I said, oh, okay. So then he tells Dick everybody to bring all the guys in. So the guys came in and Walt gave them a complete presentation on the Museum of the Weird. And one day, and then he went on and said, I'm going to go home and go to bed now. And when he left, they all came up to me and said, we know you had something rolling. <laughs> oh. I had them by the balls all the time. <laughs> you believed in your work, and that's, that's, a, that's great. That is great. Yeah, he did. He, well, he... He was a casting director, and he knew the strengths and weaknesses of all those designers. And I think he knew that if we, I always knew that if I did something for Walt, I wanted to show him something he'd never seen before, because that's the only way to get his attention. And that's what I did. I was showing him things he'd never seen before. I think he was kind of excited about the crazy stuff I used to show him. Wow. That's <laughs> imagination. I dug in on that. Wow. So let me ask you, Is um, there's a rumor going around that Madame Leota was an actual cast member in the park. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she was. She was in the model shop. <laughs> the real one did. <laughs> That's what I kind of figured, but I was like, uh, I'll ask it anyway. Um, so tell me, the what is the Haunted Mansion house? themed after. What gave you guys that idea? And she was a sweetheart of a lady and loved her dearly and she was great. She did a lot of it. In fact, when they moved her to Florida, she actually was out in the rides painting the, the animals that were in the rides. So she was completely across the board, one of the best people that ever worked for Walt and finishing up things that looked right. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. So, um, yeah, so Maria, do you do, do you want to tell him the last question about the house or do you want me to repeat it? Yeah, would you repeat it please? Yeah, no worries. Um the question was uh the house of the haunted mansion, what was it themed after? What gave him the idea for that? Well, that was Walt Walt wanted a uh, mansion and he didn't, he didn't want a torn down mansion. He says we don't put things like that in Disney. It's, it's got to be in immaculate condition. So they, one of his uh, architects drew up the mansion, and it was a gorgeous uh, mansion that he drew up. Uh, it was right out of a book. It was a beautiful big old mansion in the South, but it wasn't torn down. It wasn't scary. It was just a gorgeous place. And Walt said uh, the mansion should be handsome and not be afraid to go in there, but once you get in there, and then you can do what you want. Because it was haunted. So, you know, once you've got a haunted mansion, it doesn't have to look like it's haunted. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so, uh, was the Haunted Mansion supposed to be a walkthrough before it became a ride? Oh, yes, it was. Walt always wanted it to walk through. But they they were so afraid that uh, when the kids get in there on a walkthrough that they might break loose from their parents or whatever and get into the sets and stuff. So, uh, management at Disneyland decided not to have it a walkthrough, make it a ride. They wanted to control the people. So I also read where you were an assistant animator for, like, Peter Pan, Sleeping Beauty, and Lady and the Tramp. What exactly was your role uh, for those movies? I was an in-betweener, and then eventually worked up to be an assistant animator to one of the nine old men 
So that was really a, a pleasant surprise. Uh, Eric Larson was one of the 9-0 men, and I ended up being his assistant. And, in fact, he asked questions I thought was kind of awfully sweet, but I didn't know who the hell he was. And then all of a sudden I'm working for one of the 9-0 men, and I loved it. I was wondering, on either of those three movies that you assisted on animating, uh, which particular style was your favorite? Because they each had a different style. You don't have any style at all because the animator made the design the style. Did you have a, a favorite one that you worked on? No, I love them were, all. Yeah. I just love being an in-betweener. That was great. To, to sit and draw for Disney cartoons uh, eight hours a day. Thought that you were, in fact, when I got the job, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I didn't know what an anime, what you did in animation. I didn't have a clue what that was. It wasn't until I got hired that I found out that I was going to be an in betweener. I said, what, what the hell is an in betweener? Well, an in betweener does every other drawing in a scene, and that's what an in betweener is. Oh, wow. Very interesting. So we also know that you do a lot of other types of art outside of uh, Disney. We've seen your art gallery. Um, how would you describe your actual art style? Funky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's poster art. Yeah, it's flat poster art. And some of it's going to be very elegant, like I've done some beautiful Japanese women. It's very elegant, but it, it's still poster art. Very nice. Well, it's very good work, by the way. We yeah. enjoyed all of it. Definitely. All good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on the in, at the time when Walt had actually passed, what was the vibe in the studio um, when during that whole time period? Well, everybody cried. They knew well, that the place was dead. I mean, when Walt died, the place died. It was as simple as that, and they never recovered. And the people they tried to take over it afterwards, it just got to be a nightmare. So it was really kind of sad because he he was a magician with a charm, and without the magician with the charm, it wasn't the same place. It wasn't. And the way you were treated was differently. So it was an entirely different company. It wasn't the same company at all. It happened so fast. Oh, yeah. That. I mean, we yeah. didn't know he it was It happened just... overnight. Yeah, I remember reading the stories about it. In, in the cover on Time Magazine, too? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, no, I have to agree with that. I can, I can imagine, because we, we worked for Disney for many, many, many years, and even from the early or the late 90s to early 2000s, the company was a whole different company than the company is today. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I can definitely see how the transition from when Walt Disney was actually alive to uh, when he passed and the company had to transition that way. So I definitely see the difference. Yeah. They've seen a difference. They worked there for many years. Yeah. So they know what it was like even when they worked there and how yeah. different it is, oh, yeah. you know, how oh, it's yeah. transitioned. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, Walt, did, he was sick. Yeah. So he never planned, he was only 65, so yeah. he never really planned to have anybody take over after no, him. No. I mean, it's just the whole thing would just ended so abruptly. Yeah, it, had, it right. was in about a week. It was sad. It was really sad. So how do you believe the world should carry on Walt Disney's legacy? They can't. They can't. You know, he never had a chance to, to get enough people under his belt to carry on without him and uh, 
he was still the one-man show. So, you know, that, that was that. It's as simple as that. It's not complicated at all. And there's, I mean, you know. So have you visited the uh, uh, parks at all in recent years? Yeah. I think when your book came out was the last time, probably 2012. Yeah. 13, maybe. It's been well, a while. It wasn't the same park, and I've been there a few times, and I just said, no, I'm, I've got the good memories of the park, and that's all I want. I had it. What happened was it turned out to be Strollerville. There's friggin' strollers everywhere, which really killed the charm. Because uh-huh. when you went to go on a ride, all of a sudden there's like 20 or 30 strollers outside when you're standing in line to go on the ride. You know, it's talk about something that's great. I mean, how do you set up a, a you know, a ride to, to enjoy and then have strollers in front of you? So I think the whole operation fell apart. Right, right. Oh, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So what would you say the best memory we should have of you, Raleigh? I mean, we're always going to have this memory of you yes. in this interview, <laughs> but what would you think that uh, – would be the best memory of you, your legacy. How should we carry on your legacy? I'm a freaking fool. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, I was free, and I did the best I could, and I enjoyed working with Walt, and I think he saw my freedom. And he, in, in fact, I'll tell you, the best story of all is nobody ever would get a thank you from Walt of what they did. And I, Yale you know, Grace used to bitch about that all the time. And he said, Walt never thanks us. And I said, he writes your check every week. I said, that's all you need. <laughs> and he gives you another job every week. So I thought, that's that's good enough. But the best part was we were having a, a special lunch the 33 Club. This was after Walter passed away. And Roy Disney was there. And I'd never met Roy. I'd never talked with him or whatever. But Roy came over to me and says, are you really cropping? I said, yes, I am, sir. And he said, well, I want you to know that my brother used to talk about you. And I looked at him, and I wanted to start crying. Luckily, <laughs> he turned around and walked away. Wow. And that's the nice thing you'd ever have is have, a, have somebody like that tell you. Because he was never involved with any of the things that I ever did. So I thought, how the hell does he even know me? And that was it. I think wow. one thing is humor. Yeah. Work. Oh, yeah, humor. I always carry, it was, well, I was basically a cartoonist, and I've always had cartoon, all my, even my paintings and stuff, I try to put something fun in there, so, it's just part of my life is to be a cartoonist. Wow, well, you definitely have a great personality, I will, I will say that, and, you know, it's, the conversation just listening to your stories has been such a amazing delight, so. And um, the creativity, too, with all the things that you've accomplished. That's amazing in itself. I'm I'm a little shocked at it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I did so much of that stuff, but but when I look back on it, yes, I did a bunch. Well, we again, I I can't say thank you enough with the creativity that you've done because for us it's it's like a it's a dream come true going through those different creative minds, especially of your own. So we appreciate that. That gives us the happiness. Yes, I agree. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Yes. Well, Raleigh, Maria, thank you both so much for coming on. And uh, we really appreciate it. And um, I hope you guys try to find the cooler weather. Like I said, it's really hot here. But um, 
it's hot. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. We really appreciate it, and we wish you both well. Thank you. Uh, I love talking about it, so that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, guys. You guys have a wonderful evening, and um, best for all of you. Thank you, Chris, and Will. Yeah, thank you. So can I just say I had chills? I mean, he's such an amazing man. Yeah. He really is. And Maria, God bless her soul. Thank you both yes. for doing this. It truly is a memorable moment. And thank you for the autograph picture. Yeah. We are very excited about that. They sent us sent us a great present. And uh, Yep. And he's standing right next to Walt Disney yes. in the photo. Yes. And learning a lot about that man and and the history and you know how Disney has kind of evolved. Over the years, maybe not in a wonderful way, but um, still the legacy of Disney, I think, is always going to be there. So, so much excitement. So, thank you guys for coming in and joining us for this special episode. I hope it was memorable for you yes. as much as it was for us. I mean, it really is. And and uh, so, we are completely honored. We want to thank Raleigh and Maria yes, for thank coming you on. Again. Yes. And again, thank you guys. And we love you guys so much. And remember to love yourself. The world will love you in return. Happy Halloween. Always be safe. Yes. We got some more Halloween stuff coming on in later episodes. Next week, we got another great episode, another great guest, another wonderful topic. Mm -hmm. But for now, you guys, go plan your Halloween spooktacular. <laughs> yes, so we got to go. Bye. Bye.